Welcome to Parental Advisory. I'm Marisa. And I'm Niels. And we're a real married couple talking about real life with real kids, and it is real fun. Yes, it is. Let's get at it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. How are you? Hope you're doing good. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm, me too. I'm actually fantastic. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are diving into a interesting conversation that I know plagues a lot of parents. I know, and if you don't, I I, I don't commend know. You. You're a saint. If you don't, if you don't deal with this challenge, you are amazing. You have it all figured uh, out. You got it all figured out. <laughs> you should probably just stop and skip to the next episode. Exactly. Uh, but. <laughs> conversation tonight is around how to stop yelling at your kids to get them to listen. Well, how to stop yelling at them, how to get them to listen without yelling okay, at them. Okay, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that that's the, the major catch-22 there is the whole yelling conundrum. Mm-hmm. And getting kids to jump into action and listen when you say something. Because it's exhausting. No one feels good when you yell. Exactly. And it's and it's counterproductive mm-hmm. in, in reality. Right. Um so that's that's uh that gets us kicked off on the on the right right foot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the yelling in general, I, I think talking about how that is counterproductive, like we just said. And when you're talking with your kids and they're or our kids even, and they just are tuning you out or whatever when you're talking nicely and they're distracted by whatever they're looking at, whether right. it's You're a, like, I'm going to be nice about it this time. I'm not going to yell. I'm going to ask nicely. Right. I'm going to say please. I'm going to harness my chi. And... I'm going to be a role model mm-hmm. for please and thank yous. Namaste. <laughs> and lo and behold, they don't listen. Mm-hmm. They tune you out or they just aren't really paying attention. And then you're like, will you listen to me? And they're like, what, ma? What, Dad? Huh? Mm-hmm. Did you say something? Oh, gosh. And then the boil, blood starts to boil. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just see all red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything goes black. And then everything goes black. And then I wake up and everything's done. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, but right. It's, it's, it's like as you're going through and you're calm and you're smiling and you're happy and you're asking them to do stuff and they're not listening and you're starting to get a little more irritated. And you're wondering what you're doing wrong. Yeah. You're like, am, am, I, am, I, am I speaking English? Right. And that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, you've got to speak that, that kid English. And it's a little bit louder, but no, that doesn't actually work. But what we're doing is in that process, you're trying to have, you know, conversation with them. You're trying to talk and ask, making requests and asking them to do stuff. And they're not doing it or what have you because you're doing something else. Maybe making dinner and you want them to clean up the living rooms or set the table so you can have dinner. Well, the more times you ask the same request in a calm, collected manner, and it continues to escalate, and it becomes to the point of getting louder and then finally yelling, we're reinforcing them not listening when we are not yelling. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's like they finally jump into action when 
there are consequences, right? We, well, when you yell and they're like, oh gosh, this now is- Now they mean business. Now they mean business. Right. So that whole time you were asking nicely, if you finish With by yelling, yelling yeah. you just taught them- To respond when you yell. To respond when you yell. So you just reinforced that, that negative behavior that you're trying to get rid of. Right. By- Waiting. By, by yelling finally yeah, right and and giving too many calm options in, right in the the build-up so basically you just need to get to the meat of it and and start with asking them asking them I don't know you, you, you could take that I'll take that well then so well what I'm trying to get to is so we know that that's reinforcing a negative behavior so what can we do? to reinforce a positive behavior to get them to listen. We can enforce consequences. Okay. Move it up in the cycle. So what would you do, for instance, if you walk into a dirty living room? That's, so, a huge, okay. that's a huge thing in our house. Having a clean living area, that's the common area for the whole, the so, whole family. So here's how it goes. I walk in the door after a long day of work and I have a rule that I put into action. We have a rule. We have a rule, I'm sorry. We have a rule that we operate by, mm -hmm. and the kids are not allowed to be on a tablet or be on the t television if the common space is dirty. And so when I walk in the door, if I come in in the afternoon and Marissa's making dinner, and I you know, see that the kids are either on a tablet or watching TV or something like that, and they've got toys all over the living room, or pillows all over the ground, off kicked off the couches or oh, something. Oh yeah, I can't stand pillows on the ground. Ah, yeah, that drives me up a wall. I just walk in the door and I either will tell them, all right, turn off the TV in a fairly calm manner, or I'll just walk up to the TV and I'll shut it off. You or, usually uh, end up turning it off though. Yeah, I usually just kind of walk he in. He quietly and, walks in and just click, turns it off. Turns it off on them. And then as soon as I go to turn it off, they're like, no, 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 we'll clean up. Right. And It didn't start that way though. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it got to that point, but you, you kind of train them to understand that the click is almost like a Pavlovian response. You click that TV and instantly it's, okay, we have to clean the living room. Yep. Um, but prior to that, it would, he would turn the TV off and it would be whining and crying and not knowing what they had, what they had done. He'd gotten their, gotten their attention immediately by just turning off the TV, but they didn't know exactly what they needed to be doing. So you turn it off and enough times of that, now they know the click of the TV means the living room is not clean. Yep. Or no yelling necessary. Yeah. Or any, any particular part, like, you know, I'll often, you know, in the morning if they wake up early and they want to, you know, put on a show before school or before we get on with the day, I'm like, uh, is your room clean? Is your laundry downstairs? Is your bed made? And all of those components, they then, of course, want to get a show in early in the morning if they're up early. Right. So they'll go up and they'll do those things real quick and then they'll come back down. And so yeah, you're communicating. You're communicating what you expect of them. Yeah, communicating what the uh, expectation Expe is is that they're going to have their obligations completed if they want the reward of watching a show or you know being on a tablet or something like that. So it's it's just a little bit of give and take and, and setting that clear communication is the key and being consistent with it and having them understand if x is completed then they can have y it's not um it's not a 
random act of, oh, can I sneak the TV this time? Can I do it that time? It's having a e- even check and balance there. So right. th- those are some of the things that I, um, that I, I have success with. And maybe they'll work for you. I don't know. Right. Sure. Well, yeah, communicating. So you're communicating to them clearly what you expect. But it all starts with the big, I guess, the big power move, right? And the consequence, yeah. It's immediately, it's not the, if you don't, if you, you know, don't do this or the, or like you said, the repeated asking over and over again. Um, like you said, it, re-import, it reinforces that, that negative stuff, the ignoring, right? Until you yell. Yeah. So it all starts with basically making a big power move in the beginning, yeah. right? And that's switching off the TV or, or, you know, immediately getting their attention, asking them what you need. And if that does not work, immediately going to the consequence as opposed to um, asking over and over request again. Request upon yeah. request upon request. Right. Yeah. Go get to the meat of it and and put the hammer down immediately if they're not listening after your first request. Yeah. Don't make and don't make empty threats, which is yeah. huge. Don't don't tell your kids you're going to do something. We've learned this the hard way. Don't tell them you're going to do something that you are not going to do. So don't make empty threats. Or you're even incapable to do. Like Right. I've done this before. Yeah. The classic, if you don't get in the car right now, I'm leaving you here to a three-year-old. Right. <laughs> that's impossible. You're not yeah. going to leave a three-year-old home. Yeah, like, that's... and exactly. That's an empty threat, right? They lose respect for you because you're not a person of your word. I really feel that. That when you don't stick to your guns, your kids will lose respect. Oh, they don't mean it. I mean, I've heard other kids tell me, tell me, oh, if I just if I just keep doing this or if I ignore them, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get what I want. They know it's just... Um, I've heard the neighbor kids say that, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, like they never follow... Th- I've heard them say, oh they, oh, they never follow through with what they say. You know? Um, so get your kids' respect immediately. Follow through, but make sure that the threat is something that you're absolutely going to act on. So yeah, don't tell your three-year-old, if you don't get the car, I'm going to leave you. Because <laughs> if oh. you say it... Well, and it's not even the three-year-old you're worrying about understanding it. It's right. the... The, the five, seven, and nine-year-old that are going to realize that, oh, mom's lying. She won't leave the baby. Right. So <laughs> don't make that threat because you ain't going to, yeah. Because the rest of the kids you are You ain't going to cash that check, okay? <laughs> and the kids are going to know right off the bat that you're, make, you're not in integrity. You know, they're, so they're immediate know. loss of respect. You yep. need your kids to respect you. It's a mutual thing. Yeah. You need to respect them. They need to respect you. It, that's just like any any leadership position. As a parent, you are a leader. And so, right. you know, what I always like to go back to the, the quote that I used a few episodes back is, a leader is always teaching, whether they like it or not, what is acceptable. And so, you know, in our house, we don't allow, like, it's not acceptable for us kids to lie. And so that's part of an empty threat is essentially a lie. Right. Exactly. We're being, you're being completely, you're... In our house, that would be totally being a hypocrite. You'd yeah. be a big hypocrite. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's uh, something that just no be mindful threats. of and, and focus on making sure you're in commu- clear communication with what the expectation is. And if you are, you know, making some sort of uh, a consequence, that it's a consequence that you 100% are okay with and willing to follow through with. And do it immediately. And do it on the first request not on the fifth request yes when you're absolutely when you're yelling so so that's important to 
If you're going to say you're going to do something, do it right away. Don't wait till you get to the point of asking him five, six times and now you're yelling. So say for, in, for instance, turn off the TV and oh, dad's going to. Okay, so the next thing we want to do is we want to get get our kids to listen to what we're to a but requesting, right? So uh, one thing that Niels and I have learned by referencing a really great book that I think all parents should probably own or read or borrow at one time is it's kind of like the manual to it's children. A, it's a it's a parenting bible. At least for us, it's been amazing, and it's called Parenting with Love and Logic. It was given to me by a, an old boss uh, that. She basically said it was like the best parenting book ever. And she was right. Yeah, we love it. We reference it all the time. Yeah. And the book um, references, so when you want to get your kids to do something, right? Typically, you ask your kid or you tell your kid to do something. And when they're younger, or even when they're older, really, they want to do the opposite, right? Because kids are just that way. They're fickle and they're funny. They want to fight sometimes. They want to do the opposite. So how do we use psychology to get around that, to get them to do what we want still? And there's a simple technique, and that's giving them choice, specifically giving them two choices, and giving them two choices that are things that we want them to do. It, kids like the idea of being consulted and asked, what do you want to do? I'm gonna, or, or I'm going to give you these two options you pick. It feels like they're in control and they have power. So we like to do this with our kids. We like to say, um, for instance, cleaning your room, right? Yeah, that's a good one. You need to clean your room. So either you can clean your room or... You can pay me to clean your room. Yeah, you can pay me or pay one of your siblings to clean your room. I'm okay with that. Um, And usually... Okay, so the objective is to get the room clean, right? So... Both choices include getting the room clean. That's what we want. So the kids are going to pick. Sometimes they're going to pick the option of trying to contract someone. That typically doesn't go over very well because, number one, we're too expensive. (laughs) And number two, their siblings don't want to do it. So they usually end up defaulting and going to clean the room themselves. But they felt power in us giving him those two options. It's just simple psychology. So that's a technique. Give your kids uh, basically two options, no more than that, it gets too complicated. But make sure the end result is something that you want them to accomplish. Just be colorful though with your your suggestions. And you're creating a a smart mind for a future entrepreneur there. They They can evaluate things and say, ooh, do I wanna do this or should I hire somebody else to do this? And they're learning the consequences, yeah. right? So say they pay one of their siblings to clean that bedroom. They just emptied their piggy bank. And the next time this happens, they're going to think twice. They're going to go either, either they're going to say, um, oh, well, I can't afford it. Or they're going to, they're going to have money. And they're going to say, Ooh, I'm never going to do that again. That cleared my piggy bank. They're making an informed decision. Yeah. So that's an option. Give them choices, right? hundred percent. Right. And, you know, follow, following up on the um, the opposite side of the spectrum. So we, we talked a lot about, you know, giving them options, having strict consequences and things. 
the other side of this is uh, positive reinforcement. Like positive reinforcement goes a really long way. Mm -hmm. Like positive reinforcement is um, one of the components of high performance um, companies as well as um, with with children. Like they they respond quicker to positive reform uh, performance in a in relation to like learning things. Um, positive reinforcement, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. There, so there's a study that um, was in, I think it's Psychology Today, right? Yep. Is that right? Psychology Today. Where some scientists basically took a group of children and they gave them a computer game. Ages, I think, seven, maybe 8 and 9 or 7 and 8 and 10, and 10, 11 and 12. Yep. They had them play this game. And the game was basically the kids had to, by playing the game, they had to figure out the rules. And so every time they played it different ways. So every time a kid would get a question right, they would positively reinforce them by giving them a big green check. So that's a, you did good. You figured it out. Then they took another group of kids and they played the game and they wanted to see what happened when they gave them a negative reinforcement. So big red check. Um, and they wanted to see what happened. They noticed that when they tallied their results, the kids who had positive reinforcement, meaning that green check, had a higher, um, um, a faster, a faster Adapt or, adaptation to the rules, right. learning the rules. They had more a more positive outcome. They had a better outcome. The kids who had the negative reinforcement, meaning the big red X, or you did something wrong, had lower lower time it took them yeah. longer they weren't picking it up they weren't getting it as fast right they had well, and i think poorer results yeah and i think part of that is also when you have positive reinforcement you still stay in the creative and the um the open infinite openness right. when you get negative reinforcement you kind of get defensive or shut down right. or, or close up and so th just that that relationship is um much more powerful for younger children. Well, and, and what was interesting too, um, so we found out that kids responded better to the positive reinforcement as opposed to the negative. And the scientists wanted to test that theory further, so they decided to test a group of 18 to 25-year-olds. And they did the same test. And they actually noticed the opposite. They noticed that the adults actually functioned better when they got negative reinforcement. So the scientists wanted to figure out, okay, why is this happening? Why are adults responding to negative and children only res responding better to positive? So as they thought about it, they realized that maybe it's because children's brains are not developed enough. So while they were doing these tests, they were, they used a brain uh, scanning or brain imaging machine and they test, they looked at a part of the brain um, that was responsible for cognitive control, uh, the cerebral cortex. And they noticed that um, kids' brains are not mature enough to understand the logic be behind negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement, understanding that process means your brain needs to be a little bit mature. You almost have to think backwards as to when you find out something's wrong, you have to look back and deduce or reason, why did I get this thing wrong? That takes a lot more um, mature thinking or more mature thought processes. Um, and children don't have that quite yet. So they don't understand when you give them negative reinforcement. They, they're not in that place where they can actually um, reason or think backwards as to why they got something wrong. Right. Their brain and doesn't function that they, way. They function in the I am. Very so, simple. Very simple of. Yeah. Of, I, I am whatever the result is. And right. so 
this is something that I saw with Sky, you know, a couple of times, and and it's still something that pops up if he does get negative reinforcement, which we've we've tried to really limit. Is he'll go straight into you know the the thought and the um the association with he'll be like um you know I'm the worst. You like if he if he gets in trouble for something. He would go straight to that, and that's a direct reflection of the fact that he's just a young kid, and they operate in the "I am the physical experience." I am what the result is. Right. His brain is just not mature enough right. to understand why he gets things wrong. He only understands why he gets things right. He can't think backwards. Yeah. We, us as adults, get negative stuff, and we, we can look back and go, "Okay, well, why did I get this wrong, and how can I fix this?" Yep. So just remember that your kids are young, their bra- their brains are not developed enough to understand negative reinforcement. So that's why that doesn't work. And this is an article in Psychology Today, so we will definitely link that article, if we can, in the show notes. So uh, definitely, it definitely deserves a gander. So interesting, the, right. f- the difference between the positive and negative re- reinforcement between the age groups. So, so work super with cool. that. Yeah, so yeah. work with positive reinforcement when you can, because negative... I mean, this article shows you there's scientific data that shows negative just does not work. Yeah. Kids can't wrap their um, heads around it. And so the, the, the reward and the positive reinforcement, like the random rewards, trying to... Yeah, we do that randomly. We reward them. We don't yeah. do it on a regular basis. And I, I always try to give them, you know, positive reinforcement uh, when things are in order. Yeah, you did a great job. Great job cleaning your room. Yeah, or, oh man, you guys did a great job. Look how clean this living room is if I you know, come in and that, in, it's in that state. Um, it's, it's such a, uh, they, you can see it immediately. It changes their, um, their you know, feelings or whatever. They, they, you can tell that they feel proud and they're like, oh, thanks. They're moved, you know, They're yeah. like, woo, you know? Right. So it's a, it's a great um, way and just try, try to keep the eye out for those. I had um, a, a old manager that uh, he would keep coins in his in his pocket and um, you know he always had coins in his pocket and he told me he's like yeah I, I always make sure to keep coins in my pocket because I like to uh, keep I like to switch them from one uh, from my right pocket to my left and every time I give somebody positive feedback I switch a coin over and I, I try to get all the coins into the other pocket by the end of the day oh that's interesting yeah and so it was uh, Never so, heard that. yeah some little techniques that you can use to remind yourself to uh, give positive feedback and um, and be encouraging you know because right. that's that's the other side is just the um, constantly being encouraging especially for the younger kids is um, right super uh valuable so work with positive that builds up their self-confidence and right. you know keeps them um in the the feeling good of of the here and now is you know always building them up and making sure they're you're telling them they can and they you know they're capable and right control influencing their language as much as right. you can because understand their brain doesn't work in the way of understanding why they the negative so um so what we do sometimes is we all well. We always positively uh, we positively reinforce their behavior and encourage them and tell them, "You did a great job." We always give them hugs, kisses, you know that kind of a thing, and then periodically we'll just or randomly we'll re- like reward them with actual experiences or things. Yeah. We don't do this on a regular basis because we don't want that to become a habit where they expect every time they clean their room. You know, we're going to take them to ice cream or we're going to do something fun. 
We like to kind of scatter it through, I don't know, weeks and months. They're never going to know when to expect it. But occasionally we'll say, you guys did so good um, this last week or the last couple of days. Let's go, you know, here. Let's go do this. And even Niels Let's has carried go. that over to our oh, to our what? Yeah, to the, like the family fun Fridays and making right. making it extra special. We usually try to keep that pretty simple, you know, pretty but fun. pretty low key. You know, try not to spend too much money. Keep it you know low and low low on the budget scale, and um, just spend time together and have a lot of fun. Yeah. But if they're keeping their room clean, you know, all week and doing a great job keeping the uh, living room clean and just keeping up helping mom and being good on the chores. We up the You know, ante. we'll up the ante and take them to, like, the glow zone or something like that. Or, or laser to, tag. Or laser tag or get air or something that is... Um, a, a big deal in our A house. little bit more of a, of a big deal, you know. Every, a little fancy schmancy. Every, everything's a big deal when, when you have uh, uh, this many humans going out to do anything. Right. For Yeah. Admission, <laughs> admission for everybody is a big deal. Yeah. So we do that. So don't forget to occasionally surprise them Sprinkle with a reward in. and tell them the reason we're doing this is because... You did such a great job. That's, a, that's also tying into our delayed gratification, right? Mm-hmm. They've done these things for, you know, such and such a time, and now it's going to pay off. Yep. So that it, ties into the that. Mm. And it's also like the 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 all all knowing all watching eye. Like we're we're, we're always, always paying, paying attention. attention. Yeah. And that's you know just like kids. Kids are always paying attention to right. what everything we're doing. But that's something that just lets them know that we're always look we're always watching. Right. Just like just like as a as a manager. Right. You always want to give people acknowledgement for, you know, doing everything. And, you know, you, you just like in a, in a business, you always give like a 90 day or a 30 day review. Do that with your kids, too. Right. Right. Just to follow up. So this is what we do with our kids. And it has proven to be successful. Not to mention it's better for our health when we're not yelling. It's that's better for saying. them as well. So. I think that's it. I think um, if we if we gave you a little a little recap on that. Right. Um, we would. We would say, uh, move your consequences up in your rotation. Don't make the request more than you know once in in my eyes, uh, maybe twice max. Um, be very clear in your communication on what what the expectation is to allow um, whatever reward the kid is after. Uh, understanding and what they want them to do and what you want them to do to perform. Yeah. Also understanding the yelling is actually reinforcing yelling and having them listen only when you yell. Right. That's a a big component to wrap your head around. Um, giving options and both options should be things that you are okay with, uh, whichever one they choose and you should be in control of those. Um, then, Offering uh, random rewards, right? Uh, as well as I missed that one. Uh, making sure you're not making empty threats. Right. You want to maintain in, uh, your integrity and and the respect. And only say what you're going to do. Yes. Um, following up with uh, encouragement and um, those special rewards. Scattered rewards. Scattered right. rewards. Right. Like the holidays. Hmm. Extra pie. Everybody's getting pie. <laughs> so that's Maybe it. Maybe I'm the only pie guy here. No, we're Paul Pie. Who, you're not a pie person. I, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Some people like cake. Some people like pie. Uh, I don't know. I, I like both. I happen to like pie. I like both. 
All right. Anyway. Well, uh, thank you guys all for sticking with us this evening, and I uh, hope mm. you gathered some valuable content here, yes. and hopefully you enjoyed our uh, our melodious voices and and please our friend our, our playful banter. Yes, please add this to your subscribe list on your podcast app. Like, share, share with your friends who have kids, who don't have kids, who are thinking about having kids. Comment with anything that you liked, didn't like, or any ideas for things that we should talk about. And yeah, please subscribe. Yeah, and we, we've gotten a little bit of feedback already that has been uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, like, five-star review got on five, iTunes. five-star review. Thank you for that. Got some feedback via some social media outlets. Somebody acknowledged us in relation to their... Uh, putting some of our previous episode um, for delayed gratification, in, yeah, for delayed gratification into action and actually and getting it actually results worked. What do you know? Validation, so boom we, shakalaka. That feels so good to us just to hear uh, that, you know, that those things are actually helping you with your family and just enjoy your family life more. That's what it's really all about. So thank y- you for that. Yeah, your family is everything, and right. you know, friends will come and go, but family's forever. Yes, and if we can use whatever knowledge we've acquired along the way to help you enjoy your family life even more, then that's, well, that's all worth it. That's a win. That's we're, all we're, we want. Then you're making the world a better place. Exactly. That's all, all we want to do. All these tiny superhumans rock around this world are our collective future people. Yes. We want them to all be as awesome as possible because that means the world is more awesome. Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, tune all in right. next time. Yeah, I love you guys and have a wonderful day. Peace.